RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. With me, as usual, is Brian. Hello. And Mike. Hello. So, guys, today we're talking about staying engaged as a player. So, I'm prepared to talk a little bit about, you know, I play in a game. I play every couple of weeks in Martin's Castles and Crusades game. And then you guys play every couple of weeks in my game. So, staying engaged. And I mentioned a few episodes ago how, how so where this topic come from. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I've been taking notes and it's really brought my engagement to an entirely different level. And that plus a few Twitter exchanges on player engagement made me say, you know what, we should step away from doing just a pure recap episode and actually tackle a topic like staying engaged. And coincidentally, um, a video was recently released by Matt Colville on his YouTube channel about player engagement, and he briefly touches on taking notes, but he doesn't go into a lot of detail. And my tweets predate that. I want it to be known. So uh, original after him, but before him, stick with us. All right. <laughs> do you guys want me to start, or do you want to talk about how you stay engaged? It'll be real short if I start. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've been taking notes during Martin sessions. Um, Martin has seen a difference, and I've seen a difference in, in, in me staying engaged. And of Martin's table, it's usually Martin's brother, Bernard, and then Martin's son, Carl. And between the three of us, I'm usually the one slipping back through notes, remembering, you know, what we did last session, who we saw, NPCs' names. And guys, I started doing this when Martin would mention an NPC and have to remind us who he was. And about the fifth time during a session, gosh, six months ago, about the fifth time when I was like, who is that again? Or what's his name again? I got disgusted with myself. And I was like, you know what? I've got to take notes. So that immediately leads me to the thought of what terrible, awful players we are. Because we are now on like our, what, sixth separate campaign with you. And I can think of literally a million times where we reference NPCs and like this crazy, lazy shorthand when we're just like, I want to do the thing with the guy, you know, blah, blah, blah. That guy who did the bad thing. Realistically, that's how I talk about other people. <laughs> I mean, like, I just, I just shared, I just shared, a, I made a Venn diagram at work last week. And it said people who are bad with names and people who are bad with faces. And then where they cross over, it says me. So. <laughs> realistically that's just kind of how i am uh, yeah i feel that but yeah we as a group really struggle with that and and yeah it's because none of us take notes during the game i've tried it a few times and i've i've never been successful i have one question for you mike yeah who is the proprietor at the rusty dragon inn oh, shalalu i don't know no no <laughs> <laughs> Shalalu is the she's is, the cop. She's the town, the town sheriff guy. But uh, yes, no, Amiko, Amiko. 
Oh yeah, that's right. That's the uh, that's the person that Chris's character kept trying to hit on the whole game. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, see, see, I'm, I'm, yeah. I was gonna say that you. The way I get around this with you guys is I usually try to have like a couple of NPCs, like an ETU. The main NPC is, of course. Oh, the Maggie. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to answer because I wasn't getting two wrong in a row. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Maggie. The I'm like, I'm like, but it's a, it's a, the main NPC, and I'm like, well, God, who's the main person? It's like, uh, Julia? Well, I, no, I would have accepted Julia. Julia is the main antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and right now it would be like, the you know, Troop 616. Yeah. But so I try to have just a couple of names floating around, and then, like, well, I've even forgotten that professor that that you know cr- that murdered that student. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Even, I've even forgotten her name, which is fine because I'll reference those notes before we play, and I'll find a way. Here's how I get around this with you guys: I subtly remind you, or I'll do the thing like you know when you're out with with a, with a friend or a spouse, and you know each other really really well, and you can tell your spouse doesn't remember who this person is, and you find a way to get their name into the conversation. I yeah. do that with you guys. So <laughs> the first like two times you were like, what's that bartender's name again? What I would start doing is when you were in the inn, I would say her name first. You know, Amako's behind the counter. Amako gestures you over. You know, I-, I would make sure I used her name first to make it easy on you guys. And Mike, when I talk about taking notes in Martin's game, I'm not, I am not busting on you for not taking notes in my game. I'm just saying this is what makes me feel engage as a player well dusty to be a good gm you should just let us you know have your notes before we start playing <laughs> <laughs> yes i will not consider that <laughs> so you know that that also takes me back uh, i believe to one of the the tanner podcasts where we talked about kind of his his handout he had right of of kind of a a ready-made list of npcs to reference and he was doing that because you know the the, the the Japanese names, the foreign names can definitely be more difficult to remember, but for lazy players like me, that's awesome. Yeah, well, yeah, the PowerPoint slide that he did was great. I still, and this is the, t- the tweet that kicked off the, the comment chain, I still took a page of notes during that game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm glad I did because, you know, having listened to the recording a couple of times, I don't think he had to remind us of too many of the seeds or clues that he dropped. No. When we get a little bit stuck, you guys would be talking and I'd be reading back through my notes and I'd be like, hey, you know, what about what about this earlier that we mentioned? We should go check that out. Or, hey, we should get back to the to the crane side of the river and, and talk to this. You know, we should go back to those mercenaries or whatever. I, I was able to keep track of all those hooks without him having to do the thing where he's like, don't forget, guys. Now, now they're different type of note takers. Some people have to focus completely on the task of taking notes and they lose track easily. Um, do you find yourself ever losing track or are you pretty good at just, you know, taking notes as needed and getting along with the game? Those people that have that issue shouldn't take notes during games. I mean, and I take notes in a way where, you know, I, I'm jotting down really quick. I write really fast. I'm jotting things down as quickly as I can and I'm just getting the note out and down and I'm writing a very minimal amount. So, um, no, Brian, it, it hasn't hurt my ability to, to be engaged with Martin's table. If Martin's talking about important stuff, I'm not writing. 
Ah. When he breaks eye contact or someone's making a roll or someone's sipping a beverage, that's when I stop and I'm, and I'm jotting just a few notes down. And then if we break, um, and, and you know how games are, someone gets up to go to the restroom, whatever, during a break, that's when I'll expand on the notes. I'll, I'll take a second over break. We all get up to grab a drink. I take just 30 seconds to skim back through the last four notes I've taken and add a few more words here and there so that, you know, six weeks from now, I'll remember what the heck I was talking about. So my handwriting is so bad that it's almost worthless for me to take notes <laughs> with a pen and paper. That's I, actually the same point I was about to make, but go ahead. I mean, no, seriously, like, I have written so little by hand since I was 15. In high school. Yeah. yeah that. <laughs> My handwriting is horrible, and I never, like, learned cursive. Not that I would use cursive, but, like, I guess just when it comes down to the dexterity of my ability to actually capture thought. I mean, I'll, I'll backtrack to that, but when it comes to actually capturing something for the purpose of uh, going back later and reviewing it, my, my handwriting's horrible. Now, for the purpose of thinking through something, I will absolutely write something down because I don't have to read it later. And it helps me focus on what I'm trying to think about. But as far as like a, a measure of uh, retention, uh, notes are, at least handwritten notes are horrible. I, I have to type them out. So yeah. I write in all caps. So my notes are in all caps or small caps. So it's, it's, it's gosh, what do you call the writing that's not cursive? Manuscript. Yep. I do all of my writing in manuscript and it's all capital letters. That way I can read it later that's that's what i did in college that all makes my sense. notes were in all caps and i and, and to make sure to make to write quickly i write tiny my writing is very small so that i can get my work you know, with just a very few pen strokes i can scratch out a word really fast and but that's know, all that's all college that's that's all you know my english degree and my tech writing degree you know that's, that's all college note taking yeah, I, I write in cursive, and when I have to go that fast to kind of keep up with things, it's it's unreadable. Your unreadable. parents were teachers. They were. No, I, I had to learn cursive. Yes. I had no choice. But, uh, you know, kind of going back to the whole handwriting thing, thinking back to our, well, to our current ETU campaign and also to the Tanner games and to the other games we've played remotely, those are games I've taken notes in because I've been at a computer and I've been able to capture something in, in Notepad or Google Docs or whatever. And I, I did do a better job of taking notes when I had, you know, something uh, a little more modern to work with. The notion of putting you in front of a laptop during my game sounds like a really bad idea. It does, because there's a whole chance for distraction. Although, I don't get distracted when we play remotely, but sometimes I have to focus really hard not to get distracted. That's yeah. an interesting point. I find myself being distracted less as well. Which really? may be, may, yeah, which may be part of the reason that I enjoy being in person more. I like I, 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 I have to focus say, on multiple things. See, I wouldn't say no to a laptop. And when you guys are on your phones, I don't care. I mean, my God, you've got families, you've got wives, you've got kids, you've got dogs. You know, a million things could be going on. I, the last thing I want to do. We've all had that experience where someone calls someone else down for being on their phone, and they're like, "Well, I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a family emergency." Like, so I'm never going to call anyone out at my table for using their, their phone or device. So actually, Mike, I take it back. If you brought a laptop to an in-person game and you said, hey, I'm going to use this to take notes, I probably wouldn't bat an eye. 
I feel like we just got into the meeting area where I'm declaring at the beginning of a meeting, I've got my laptop open only to take notes, and I'm going to pretend to do some emails on the side. Nothing <laughs> makes me angrier than a closed laptop meeting at work. Yeah, same. Oh, yeah. Like, like I didn't even bring paper. Like, half the time I didn't bring paper. This is what I take notes on. Yep. So, and, and I think it's, a, well, I know it's a generational thing. It's people of a certain age are like, close it, your laptops and pay attention. It's a middle management thing. It's like yep. mi- it's middle managers don't want their superiors to think that the people in the room aren't paying attention. You're right. I shouldn't be ageist. Yeah. So, sometimes when I play remotely on a computer, I, I am better off at taking notes, but I don't think I would intentionally bring a laptop to an in-person game for the purpose of taking notes. And again, don't get stuck on me taking notes as me saying you should take notes. But but I kind of, from from what you've said, from it increasing your engagement and and us trying to become better players and look at look at and find ways to become better players and be more engaged, I almost wonder if it's a habit I should start to try to form. That's fair. Uh, and you know, honestly, though, uh, I don't know that we were going to get into this. I don't take notes unless I'm specifically told that I have to. Like, uh, for work, like my old director would, I, I, when I do take notes, I take incredibly thorough, uh, very well focused notes. And he's like, Brian, I want you to take notes. I'm like, ah. I, it, it, in school, I never took notes. Um, it, at work, I never take notes. I, taking notes in a game just, I, it just, I, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. Um, it's just, I'm not a note taking person unless I have to be. So I don't note everything. And I'm not constantly taking notes. In fact, let me see here. Let me look at the notes I took. I, I literally played a game with Martin on Saturday, just a couple of days ago as we record this. And um, yeah, I took about a quarter of a page of notes. So not very much at all. I don't write everything down. I'm not writing every round of combat. In fact, during combat, I'm not writing at all, except for my hit points on my character sheet. After combat, I'll quickly jot down you know, what we defeated. But I am not constantly writing. If we meet a new NPC, I, I, I quickly note the name and, and the profession, you know, and maybe some detail. If we meet, um, or if we meet a PC that we've met before, but they give us some important piece of information, I'll quickly write down, you know, Amsharam told us about the mind flares under the city. Stop. Um, just it's really fast notes. I'm not noting stuff all the time, and it could be that could be a long interaction with Amsharam, where we're doing a lot of talking and a lot of back and forth and a lot of charisma rolls, and then the only note I take is Amsharam reminded us about mind flares into the city, something like that. What's the uh, what's the purpose of writing down what uh, what enemies you've defeated? Oh, so that later when we do experience XP, okay, yeah, um, XP is- and also. Um, I try to do a good job, like campaign journaling a little bit after the session, like days later. So because I care about that, that's when I'll note what we fought and what we defeated. I was about to say, that sounds like kind of a holdover for what you do for us in our campaign, where you keep track of the monsters we defeated, the XP at the end of the session, and then a, a, a game summary at the end of the session. Yeah, I mean, those. that's what started me in on this habit of taking notes is, is doing that during our Pathfinder session. And actually that's a direct response to, you know, you guys 
wanting not to know it. what happened. Well, not doing it, sure, but wanting to know what happened last session. I was able to send out those recap emails, and I think not often, not every game, but certainly for several games, you guys would come in and one of you would say, oh, I, I reread the thread. Yeah. And actually, the Pathfinder campaign is one of the best ones we ever did as far as you guys keeping up. And it was the longest one we've done, right? No, the fourth edition campaign was, well, longer we, as far as... Time-wise, right? We did like three different, or two different campaigns almost, yeah. Ooh, when do I refer to it? When we hit a lull in the game, or when we're not sure what to do next, which is if it's, it's frequent, frankly. It's often. We'll chase down some path, and it's a dead end, or it's a red herring, or we just finish it up, or we, you know, we... we we finish a fight and we've taken care of this issue. You know, we kind of look around at each other and it's like, what's next? That's when I quickly flip through notes looking for loose ends that we need to tie up. And the positive reinforcement I get from Martin, he doesn't know he's giving me this positive reinforcement. But when I remember a hook that he laid down last session or a few hours ago because I jotted it down, his reaction to that where his eyes kind of light up and he's like, yeah, yeah, we do need to do that. Um, makes me feel so good. So I, I'm going to keep taking notes just because of that positive reinforcement and the reaction I get from GMs when they're not having to repeat themselves. And that's not me busting on you guys. Do not mis do, do not take it that way. Let's switch it up. What do you guys do to stay engaged? Mike, let's start with you. I'll, I'll say a name to, to get things started. Um, you know, that's a good question. I think a lot of it for me is uh, not looking at the phone, not trying to make a lot of aside conversations, a lot of interrupting, you know, offhand jokes, stuff like that. I know I know. sometimes I do do that and it will derail the game. And that not only hurts my engagement, but then everybody else's engagement too. But I, for me to personally stay engaged, it's and it's kind of the same thing I come back to in a lot of episodes is, is triggering my gamer brain, right? So, so looking for for themes in the narrative, looking for for clues within the conversations with the NPC, um, and, you know, just looking for for themes within the the characters we're interacting with and the enemies, and uh, that's that's a lot of how I stay engaged is, you know, trying to to crack the code or solve the puzzle of the game we're currently playing. And I, I'm always really happy with your engagement. So again, nothing I said earlier was an accusation. When you slip into cop mode <laughs> and, and you get into that dragnet mode of, all right, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts, and you're questioning NPCs and you're not taking any guff and it feels like you're a 20-year veteran of you know some fictional police force, that's when I know we're going to have a great session. So I, I give you credit for being all in when you get in that mode. I think back to a lot of things that we talk about on the podcast, like how can I be better at the actual RPing? So I think about, you know, I say I don't care about the story so much, but I do have to keep that in consideration when uh, when I'm thinking about like, oh, I want to get a chance to talk to Mike's character more because I, I got a hook before. Or, you know, I really thought that in that last game I was a little... Uh, immature. I think I'm going to try to go in and, and play things more serious the next time. I just do a lot of thought between games on how I, as a player, want to uh, interact and engage with everybody else. And I think, honestly, part of it, like you mentioned in Pathfinder, how I would just sort of sit down and focus on the table and be more uh, involved in the uh, the tactics and the, the strategy. I, I, I mean, that was a 
you know, an intentional uh, change because in the past I just didn't care. I mean, I had fun like rolling dice, but like if you go back to the way that I used to play, especially like in 4E, um, I was just pretty much clueless when it came to uh, the the tactical combat part of the game. So uh, I, I do try to have purposeful, intentional forethought on what I want to do. And that's sort of how I, again, at, at a campaign level, sort of uh, try to stay engaged. And I, I think about that at the table when I'm playing that specific campaign. And I, I sort of give myself uh, some sort of, uh, uh, I want to say personal feedback, but it's really just more introspective thought about how I want to do better next time. That's kind of sort of my general thoughts around, you know, staying engaged. So for both you guys, I laid out earlier in the episode a couple of things that I do. I lay out that when I, when we come back to a location where we've been quite a bit, I'll I'll find a subtle way to reintroduce an NPC. The same way a really good author reintroduces a character over and over and over again throughout the book. Um, you know, Hagrid's name is said over and over again in Harry Potter, and little little things are said to remind you early on that he's the giant, that he's the enormous giant. So it gives you a chance to put the name with the character. Um, J.K. Rowling get, repeatedly gives you that opportunity. I do the same thing there now. I've learned to do that with NPC names, which is why, Mike, you probably didn't even realize that you didn't know Amika's name, because I made it really effortless to engage with her as we played. I also did the recaps for Pathfinder. What else could I or should I do to make it easy to engage and stay focused on what you're doing tactically in the session, but also what's going on in the campaign? You know what, man? I, I'm actually going to say that you, you do as much as you can, right? So everything you already do already is in the name of keeping us engaged. You, you do the show notes. You do the heavy character interactions. You don't scold us for getting who an NPC is. We've had lots of conversations of keeping the game moving in order to keep the players engaged and how that, you know, that, that DM's use and application of time is also a huge investment in, in player engagement. So I'll be honest, I'm not really sure there's that much more you can do on this side of equation. I think it, it really is up to the players to want to be engaged and to, to make an effort on their side. What about a campaign website where at the end of every session, I'll add important recurring NPCs to an NPC page and I add, you know, major events to a journal page or, or something like that. That sounds awesome. And if you want to do it, that's great. But I don't know if that would really give any more to us as players than the than the the summary emails do right yeah it i mean it sounds excessive uh i mean if, if you want to do it i'm not saying don't do it but i don't think it's something that we need nor my is it fear, something we would ask yeah my fear is i do it and then you don't look at it yeah <laughs> yeah realistic real fear that's yes. a, yeah <laughs> i mean so if if you're and i would feel worse about not looking at it cuz you spent a lot of time like you're able to mine that data uh, from the the Pathfinder campaign, and you, you were able to come across some interesting insights from that, and that was about it. I mean, like you said, we didn't always refer back to those emails. Um, <laughs> in fact, in the Pathfinder game, we basically unintentionally hoarded all of our loot up until the last the last game <laughs> when we overpowered. Uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, the big bad. You bought your way out of that. Fight. Yeah, we bought our way out of that game. And it, again, it's because we didn't review and 
take all that into consideration, uh, I really see the same thing happening. And I mean, if this were your job, and we were, and you're making your living or a, a fraction of your living off of this, and we were paying you to like run the game, it'd make way more sense. But you, you don't have the time. I know you have the passion for it, but you know, I don't think you have the capacity for it. So I, it's not something I would ever ask or expect or necessarily even want. That's fair. All right. Anything else to say about player engagement? It's fundamental. It is. Yeah. Um, if you heard this and you want to take notes, do it. Take some notes. Um, try to limit yourself. Like, like make, bring a small piece of paper. That way you're challenging yourself to only write down those key critical things. That way you stay engaged. But you remember those plot hooks. Um, try it out. If you don't want to do it and you know it's going to take you out of the role play, then don't. This this is not for everyone. Um, Brian is more engaged by the combat, and Brian does better just thinking about his own behavior between sessions so that he engages with this week's content differently. That's perfectly fair. Um, Mike gets in that cop mode and gets into a, a headspace, and that headspace is what he needs to engage. Perfectly fair. I do what I can to to enable that. So ask yourself for you, what do you need to be engaged? And then challenge your GM to give you what you need. Challenge your GM to say, hey, look, I'm probably never going to remember this NPC's name. If you can just every time we're in the bar, casually mention the bartender's name as he serves me my beer, that will really help me not have to ask for the name, but, but be engaged with your world. And it should be a pretty effortless thing for the GM to do. And I'm here to tell you, on the GM side of the table, it eliminates a lot of frustration. The The question, what's her name again? I love these guys. Mike, I love you, man. Uh, and the question doesn't so much bother me. The repetition can get old. So rather than even asking you to remember it, I, I just say it now. And that works for both of us. Thank you for listening. RPG Lessons Learned. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them Lessons Learned, and we're sharing ours with you.